On today's Destiny the Show, we recap a little bit of the Iron Banner. We have new Dark Below info regarding quests, missions, some gear, and dance pants to help you get your groove on. You're listening to Destiny the Show. Welcome, Guardians. Hey everybody, BBK Dragoon here with a really quick word on patch 1.1. We recorded the show, uh, regular listeners know, on Sundays, but the patch came out yesterday on Monday afternoon. So before we jump into the show that we have recorded, I want to just bring up patch 1.1. It came out Monday afternoon. It's about 80 megabytes, so not too big of a patch. What it did is it worked on the exotics. You now have a higher level of power with the exotics, basically. They should feel a little bit stronger, but they've changed the way they upgrade. At the end of their upgrade tree, it doesn't take ascendant materials anymore to upgrade it takes what's known as an exotic shard and you can get this for seven strange coins from Xur or by dismantling unwanted exotics so the weapons that are exotic now start with a higher base attack value and have a narrowed upgrade range to compensate every one of the weapons you should take a look at I'll leave the show notes uh, down below or also on our website because each one sort of did get a little bit of twists and turns and uh, exotics are feeling more like exotics which is great uh, the other thing that they changed is destination material materials, things that you would normally farm on planets like helium filaments, relic iron, etc. You now get those from completing daily heroics. You can also buy those from Vanguard and Cryptarch vendors using Vanguard and Cryptarch points. Those were the big things, and this is a really great patch. We're getting closer to the dark below, and that's really what we're going to talk about in today's show. So I hope you all enjoy. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, everybody, to DTS number 21, I think, right, Diddy? That would be correct. We are old enough to drink in the United States. Ooh, boom! There we go. We've been waiting for this. We're going to go crazy as long as we're safe about it. Um, this week, man, we're getting even closer to the dark below. How was your week? It was pretty good. Thanksgiving was very good. I had Thanksgiving with my family and Sanic's family, so I have a lot of leftovers. <laughs> nice. How's the ham? Delicious, as always. I think you tweeted a picture of it, didn't you? I did tweet a picture it of it. It pretty good. I broiled it for a little too long, so it got a little crispy on the top, but... I like crispy, so... I do, too. I don't think that's an issue, that crunch into that soft, delicious ham. Oh, you have no idea. You don't even need a knife to cut through it. We had Thanksgiving over at a friend's house, and they live up in the mountains, so it was pretty fun. Small group, not big. Like, I like Thanksgivings when they're medium groups. Too small, not that fun. Too big a group. It's, like, way too long waiting for food. But this was perfect. This was probably, like, 12 people or so, like 10, 12 people. It's really a pretty good it. size, yeah. And there's enough that you can leave with leftovers. When it's too big, you get like, here's a bun. Mm-mm, no, no. <laughs> I'll be taking that and, oh, the pie? Yes, I'll have that too. Thank you very much. Like, if I was still in college, man, Thanksgiving, I would take everything. Now that I'm not, it's not the same deal. But do you guys have a lot of leftovers? Yeah. I, I, the ham I cooked was 10 pounds, and I took home like 8 pounds of it. Nice. So What'd you good. play this week? No Halo. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you but, put a ban. Yeah, I'm just going to stop until it's 100%, which is not going to be for a while. I mean, yeah. the Halo 5 beta is going to run smoother than Halo Master Chief Collection, so... Yeah, well... But I did play a lot of Destiny. We actually played Destiny for the first time together this weekend. I know it sounds crazy. We've crossed that <laughs> platform barrier. Finally, and uh, we're looking to do the raid pretty soon. 
Yeah, shout outs to Cat Stash and The Assassinator. Thanks for running the strike yesterday and uh, doing some Crucible. We played three Crucible matches and it was painful for the other team. I gotta <laughs> Seriously, say. it was. <laughs> like, I feel like we could run Iron Banner lobbies pretty easily. Other than Destiny, any league? No, no league this week. Oh my. No, I took a little bit of a break. Are you liking the new Season 5 stuff? I am. I love all the new jungle changes. Uh, last season I was an 80 carry main. Season before that I was I just everything. And next season I think I'm going to be jungle because I really like controlling the objectives. And I think like my experience with the new jungle so far is I'm the only one on my team keeping track of the objectives. And yeah. so I just think I'm going to be a jungle main. Nice. I'm telling you, once I get quicker web i'll probably be back into that lol grind i have a little bit of time before the new starcraft expansion comes out so i'll, I'll teach play you by year. step into my I would classroom like thank you professor diddy <laughs> ready for it i did suffer through halo this week i've been i'm working with a couple of other halo channels right now to try and get them some tip videos and whatnot and it's it's hard to be honest it's pretty hard like to just get games it is a lot better than it was a few weeks ago but uh at your core, it doesn't really feel that good making tip videos, knowing most of the population is having a really hard time getting games, myself included. So been back to some Destiny and mainly just work. <laughs> That's been the last few weeks, and it'll be the next few weeks. But Dark Below, man, I am so thrilled. And we've got some news today. It's probably going to be a little bit of a short show, but I'd like to talk about the missions, the quests, and some of the rewards in Dark Below since we got that this week. All right, so before we dive into the Dark Below stuff, I do want to recap the Iron Banner. You got to play in it, Diddy, and you definitely noticed more differences. We talked about that last week, but I have a chart here that's pretty cool this week that shows the exact um, buff that the Tempered um, gave to players. So Tempered buff was the thing that if you activated during the Iron Banner event, the longer you waited, the more of a reputation boost that you would get. And this is a pretty cool graph. So day one, if you activated it, you'd get a 10% boost. Day two, 15%. Day three, 25%. Day four, 40%. Five, 60%. Day six, 100%. And if you waited until day seven to activate the tempered buff, you would get a 150% buff to your reputation games uh, within the Iron Banner. And to put it um, in perspective... Uh, every win would get you about 50 experience, and to get to rank 5, you needed 2,400 experience. With that said, you probably needed to play, I think, about 140 games to reach rank 5, and that's assuming that you won those games. Granted, if you lost them, you would get the medallions. Um, but if you activated the buff later in the week, you could significantly speed that process up. But the only thing is if you wait to the last day and you don't reach the rank that you want to, because you played it a little too dangerous, a little too risky, waiting to activate that buff, you might not have made it all the way to rank five, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, and, and you also need to keep in mind that the re reputation ranks are going to reset every Iron Banner. Yes. So if you think, oh, I got to rank five, I'll just... I, but I didn't get to get any rewards. I'll just get them next time. Nope, that's not the case. And I should state, too, to get to rank 5, it was 2,400 XP from rank 4. So in total, rank <laughs> 1 to 2 is like 
1,200. Rank 2 to 3 is 2,400. 3 to 4 is 2,400. So it's more than just what I, I pitched it as, but basically about 140 games, and you can do the math and divide it down to be quite a bit less if you were to play uh, using the tempered buff. Overall, I think Iron Banner 2.0, a success. Can we close the book and say that was a good stuff? Yeah. A plus. Uh, maybe maybe an A. Not an A plus. There's still more. Yeah. There's definitely still more that they could do. I've heard that while the difference was really noticeable, skill still mattered, as long as you were within like three levels <laughs> of one another. Yeah. I do want to take a second here to read the end of the weekly update from Bungie. This was put out on the 26th of December, and I just thought it was sweet, this last paragraph here, and I quote... We're thankful for the millions of people who have played our game. We're thankful that you care enough about what happens in that brave new world to talk to us about it. We're thankful for the chance to expand on our shared adventure in the days to come. We're thankful for Ascendant Shard's exotic weapons, good friends, and covering fire in times of severe danger. We're thankful for everything that happened this year, the launches, world first, the hard learnings, the updates, the forum chatter, and the movement when we gleefully surrendered complete and total control of our game to its rightful owners. We're thankful that we can take a day or two off and see the people we missed while we were wrestling this new creation to the ground, bundling it for mass consumption, and launching it out of a cannon. Most of all, we're thankful for you. Thanks for playing. I thought that was really a nice touch for a Thanksgiving update. We didn't get really new info, but it just shows you, man, I like Bungie as a company quite a bit, especially just those little things. Yeah, you know. they they really appreciate their community and everything that they're doing to promote their game and grow their game and find all these cool things to do with their game that they've created. And they're just so appreciative. And it's nice to see that they're not an evil corporation trying to just suck all your money out of you. So <laughs> Yeah, I feel it's hard for us being Halo players right now because their PR team is just sort of the polar opposite in the last three weeks as the biggest probably worst console launch in the xbox history um it's happening they're really quiet with the public uh information with actually speaking with us and it's just it's a big drastic difference i want people who don't play halo to understand how nice it is to have a developer who reaches out works with their community communicates with their community and shows appreciation for this community it is a big deal and if you're ever in the situation where you want that kind of feedback like I really want for Halo, uh, you appreciate it quite a bit more, don't you think? Indeed, yep. All right, and now the part that I'm really excited to talk about, uh, Dark Below. We've got a lot of information this week, new bounties, quests. Uh, we get to talk about the urn of sacrifice, which I think is funny because in speedrunner term, when we say Tay urn, it means the run. <laughs> so every time I see urn of sacrifice, I think it's the run of sacrifice. But I want to call into, um, or what, not call into question, but just explain the difference between the three missions that are coming with the Dark Below and quests. So there's, I think, three pillars in the Dark Below that you need to be aware of. Missions, quests, and bounties. And there's a difference between the three of those. When the game launches, or excuse me, when the DLC launches, you're going to have three missions, and you're going to have multiple quests uh, Diddy, what is the best way to explain the difference between a quest and a mission, do you think? Um, I would say the mission inc- uh, grows the story of Destiny yes. and quests expand on the missions. Yes. So it just provides a more in-depth look at those story missions as well. Okay, yeah, I agree. So 
the quests we think are multi-staged, like the exotic weapon bounties. If you've done those, they're basically mini four to five part quests, little tasks that you need to do. And we know right now in the dark below, there's going to be the Fist of Crota, the Hand of Crota, Eyes of Crota, and the Heart of Crota quest lines. Those quest lines we think are going to be uh, required to be completed to do the raid, or at least that's what we believe. Um, And the missions are separate. The missions purely are advancing the story. So you have an introductory mission, I can't remember the name of it right now, and then you have Siege of the Warmind and The Awakening. And those are the two missions that are the three missions that come with the game that we know about. The first one obviously is going to introduce us to Eris, but after that I believe Eris is basically your quest line giver. And everything builds towards number one, completing the strike known as the Will of Crota, and then number two, completing the raid. And to do the raid, I think you're going to need to have completed the quest lines so that you can gather the different body parts of Crota, however that might be. Maybe these body parts, too, are generals or sergeants or higher-ups in Crota's army. What do you think? Yeah, I was about to say they're probably part of his army. Like, the Fist of Crota would be the most powerful. The Hand of Crota would be, you know, I don't know. Then the Omnigal. Eyes of Crota is the all-knowing part of his army. Yeah. You know, yeah. Omnigal. I don't think they're literally his body parts. <laughs> That'd be weird. Oh, you got the hand. Now you build them like Voltron. It's like you're trying to assemble Exodia from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> exactly. So let's put it together this way. For the Urn of Sacrifice, which is an item that we know about, this item you have to purchase from Xur, and it's going to be needed in a ritual process. Now, um, maybe this ritual is going to be needed to do the raid, but let me read you some of the quests that go along with the Urn of Sacrifice. So Gather Their Dust is the quest name. And to do it, you have to kill thralls with solar damage from a fusion rifle and collect the embers they drop. And death will reset your progress. And there's like four or five more of those. Um, basically, for the Urn, some of those are killing Urzok, kill cursed thralls with melees, uh, and then returning that Urn to the moon to do something with the ritual. And finally, once you have completed the ritual and gotten your Urn charged return it to Xur to whatever the next step will be in that quest line. That's an example of the quest lines. There's different ones, obviously, that aren't associated with the urn, but I think you're going to need to do these to complete the raid. Or did you said perhaps a buff for the raid? Yeah, so we know some of the legendaries and exotics, some of those perks for like the weapons and armor help you during the raid. So it's... I'm under the impression that the rewards for doing these quests or story missions or whatever gives you, it's those items that will help you during the raid. Okay. I agree. I think so. Uh, Or they could, like, for the missions, right? I think the missions will be part of the story, but the raid will wrap it up nicely. So if you're going to just complete the missions, you're a player who has no interest in the raid, who doesn't meet the level, level requirements, but you want to just beat the missions... You probably will sort of defeat Crota, but not fully. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you've banished Crota down to the darkness. Good for you. To go fully kick his butt, go do the raid. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think that's really it, except for the gear. Shall we talk about the gear? Let's go for it. So we've already mentioned here on the show that you're going to have to buy certain common weapons to upgrade them to legendary and then finally exotic Murmur is one of those weapons and looks really good. This last week we've gotten 
gameplay from the dark below it's funny because we record the show on sunday and i think it was monday morning that they put that trailer (laughs) out and it was like no we will probably be moving the date that we record this show within the next few weeks or month just because a lot of news tends to come out for you know on mondays (laughs) and we don't like really missing that stuff for the week of the show uh in the video we got to see necrochasm which is a weapon that fires 900 rounds per minute it's upgraded from Idolon Ally, if I said that right. And it looks really, really cool. This is kind of like that spike gun that has green ooze on it. You know which one I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yes. Looks pretty cool, right? Yes. Then there is the ATS slash 8 Arachnid. And this, I think, is the helmet that has eight eyes on it. And that looks pretty cool. Actually, that's more than eight, isn't it? That's nine eyes. I wonder why it says eight. One, two, three, four. Yeah, that's definitely... Unless there's one hidden in his hood. In oh, the show notes, guys, eight. there'll yeah. be pictures. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's definitely nine. Nine? What? Oh, yeah. yeah, I see it. Okay. It's that one extra on the right. Maybe yeah. there's another one on the right side. I don't know, though. Um, pure and chromium? We don't know. Dragon's Breath. This is the picture that everybody was posting around. This is the rocket launcher that is painted to look like a dragon. Mm-hmm. It's green. It's got the cool face. And apparently it's the baby of a Sasquatch and a unicorn, and it (laughs) leaves a solar flare after hitting the target destination. That's pretty cool. And then finally, the reason I put this link here is Radiant Dance Machines. These are leg armor pieces, and get this. They increase your dancing ability by 150%, but it gets better. Can be upgraded to 9,000%. So I don't have a clue what this means, but... Could you imagine 9,000 dancing ability? Yeah, like, do you dance 9,000% faster? That would be insane. But is faster better? That's what I'm wondering. Is he just, like, going to be doing <laughs> the twist? Or are you going to get a bunch of new emotes? I don't Break know. But, dancing. Oh, that would be so cool. It's, I don't know, funny to speculate. I'm not sure that anybody can say with much certainty right now <laughs> what that means. They certainly look cool. They're basically holographic armor pieces that sort of float above this hunter's armor it's definitely a hunter isn't it with that helmet yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and this is the type of armor that i was talking about earlier before the show this is like the first holographic transparent armor piece that hunters have or that Hmm. i've seen you know warlocks they have those bonds the titans some of them have those um butt towels the butt towels yeah hunters they don't have a transparent cape and i'm pretty disappointed that we don't have one of those so get on that what can you say (laughs) this is your ghost miranda and when i'm not out helping guardians i'm listening to destiny the show all right so since this is a short week that was hard to say uh we want to ask you what is the top thing you are excited for in the dark below We don't have, you know, too much to go off of right now. But if I were to ask you, Diddy, right now, what is the top thing that you are excited for in the dark below? What would it be? Using the knight's swords in Mm. the PvE patrol environment. Yes. Seriously, that's going to be amazing. One of the bounties, I'm surprised we didn't talk about this uh, because we were so hyped about it before the show, but one of the bounties is like kill a certain amount of enemies with a knight's sword or something yes and it's just like oh my god when i kill one i can actually pick it up and use it finally and i'm just super excited about doing that finally 
they were showing video of the Cosmodrome, somebody using that slicey sword. Oh, <laughs> it's such an underused, awesome mechanic for just that one mission. It's all I wanted was to slice some people up some more. I think if I had to pick just one thing that I'm excited about, it probably wouldn't be the raid. It's actually to see the quests and the missions because they've had experience. This is going to be a big um, time for Bungie, basically, because you have a lot of on-the-fence folks who basically, quote-unquote, think they beat Destiny. Like, they played their two weeks, they got to 26 or 27 and called it good and said, I've done everything there is to do in the game, even though they probably haven't. In fact, they definitely haven't. Like, this will be Bungie's chance chance to communicate with players. This is what the future is going to look like and how DLCs are going to play out. Because over the next 10 years, right, we don't know how many DLCs there are going to be. I would wager that Destiny, the first game, is probably going to have more than just these initial two DLCs. And to embark on this new kind of exciting adventure, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they handle it. So for me... It's the quests, it's the missions, and it's to see how much is different, what is new, how have they refined the experience. Because I think the lowest point of Destiny is the mission, like the story mode itself, and I think everything else is the high point. Quests, bounties, we don't have quests right now, if, unless you exclude like exotic quest lines, which those are probably just bounty lines. But bounties and strikes, crucible, and doing things with others outside of the missions, I think that's the high point. And it'll be interesting to see if they can address this in the dark below. My really overly wordy answer. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that because I've talked with a number of people who have played a lot of Destiny, but they don't play it anymore because they feel like there's nothing new for me, you know? Yeah. I've After they say, you know, I've beaten the raid, I don't really see any point in playing the game anymore and i can understand that to an extent because a lot of it will be repeating like i have to redo all these strikes i have to redo all this material farming i have to redo all that stuff and the raid is like end game for them and since there's no new content being put out yet then they're not going to come back to destiny and what this dlc or expansion is providing for us is what they're wanting right they want more destiny content and it's just i'm really interested to see where this game is in two years right yeah me too whether they make destiny 2 or they treat it like world of warcraft in that the game progression is in the expansions right yeah and like yeah this destiny disc that we've already purchased is the only destiny disc that we need to buy because everything else will be expansions. Yeah. I mean, if they were to get us to do another $60 purchase, it'd have to be an enormous overhaul to, to warrant another $60, right? right. It would would have have to be like a title update. It would have to be the same size as a full new game, but like, I've never been a fan of numbers after titles. So, like, yep. Destiny 2 sounds really dumb to me. It does. But, like, Destiny, the dark below, that's that's good. It has, like, it finally has depth to it. I can, you know, expect to see dark and evil things in that expansion. So, I'm really excited just for everything, you know, and coming. We're entering, like, a new era, basically, where we're, we're basically leaving vanilla entering the Dark Below era, 
and then we're going to be into the House of Wolves era. And when we look back and we talk about Destiny, you're going to have to refer, well, I was back there in Vanilla Destiny, or I was playing <laughs> in Dark Below, or I started in House of Wolves. You know, Each of these areas is going to be marked by what progression, what significant thing they push forward. For me, I'm just curious to see what it is. I'm really excited to embark on this. I told you the first week of Destiny, I was very... Um, I wouldn't say disappointed, just kind of my expectations weren't met, mainly because I had definitely built a mental model in my head that didn't match what the game was when it was released. But over the last two months, and I think this is easily the best FPS game of the year, one of the best games of the year, and it was so controversial when it came out. It remains to be very controversial. You could go into a room of people and, and probably ask, do you like Destiny? And the people that do overwhelmingly do, and those that don't would just like, no, it's empty, it's stupid, <laughs> and just do the same thing. Uh, there's not a whole lot of middle ground. It'll be interesting to see if this makes a middle ground. I don't know. Just my thoughts. Yeah, and I'm probably really late to this party, but as you mentioned, the House of Wolves DLC, Mm-hmm. I just now remembered. So, like, the Dark Below is the Hive expansion, right? Yes. This is, yeah. Everything about it is the Hive, right? And then the House of Wolves, that's going to be the Fallen expansion. Yes. Right? So, yes. we need at least two more expansions for the Vex and the Cabal. Yep. And, like, you know, that's going to be awesome. I'm just, I'm maybe late to that party, thinking, finally realizing that the House of Wolves refers to a fallen house and we're going to get more more detail yeah. about that and um, i can't remember when the queen's wrath was going around do you remember which fallen house we were fighting against i don't i really don't actually because hmm. there's different because if it is the house of wolves then that expansion is gonna you know we're gonna see the queen again in that expansion so that's theory crafting at its finest i guess i want more story about the queen because honestly <laughs> that is that's the best part of the storyline was it going is the coolest area in destiny the shore yeah art and her fallen the whole like everything about that is the most intriguing to me not as much the rasputin stuff not as much the dark blob stuff but we'll just have to wait and see i'm, I'm pretty excited it's good so we just have one tweet to read out. Oh my gosh, why is that so hard to say? We just have one tweet this week to read out for you. It's from at T-Bone Jocks, and he asks, or she, as a solo player, I would love to get your thoughts on Bungie nerfing three player strikes, but making solo strikes much harder. Now, Diddy, I'm going to have to actually ask you, wh what nerf happened to strikes? A few updates ago, Bungie yeah. kind of rebalanced uh, the difficulty of strikes. Um, yes. They thought that um, in terms of how many players were playing the strike, the difficulty did not match. Um, it didn't match. Yeah. So, like, it didn't matter if you were playing the strike as a solo player or with three people. It was going to be uh, hard regardless. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think they just wanted to rebalance the fact that and they, they want to re-focus their um, ideal strike, and yeah. that's with cooperative play. And they want people to um, still have a challenge, but not necessarily think that, that it's a chore. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't remember exactly what the numbers were on the nerf, but now they just want 
cooperative strikes to um, be more fun and not tasking in terms mm-hmm. of difficulty. You know, they mm-hmm. still want it to present a somewhat of a challenge to players, but they also they don't want to detract from the fun aspect of it. Yeah, and I think it's a solo, like making solo strikes much harder. I don't know if it made it significantly harder, but maybe in in some regards it did. I could be wrong because, again, I don't do a whole lot of solo strikes outside of like Fogoth and maybe the Nexus. I don't bother with the Cabal one. But in general, I think solo strikes should be really hard. Like it should carry a lot of weight. If you're going to do something that's intended for three players by yourself, they absolutely shouldn't be balancing the experience for the person doing the solo strike. They should be balancing the experience for what a strike was built for three people. So to in, implement that, like for them to sit down at the design table and go, now this could be pretty hard when somebody solos it. Good. Like in my opinion, don't make it impossible, obviously, but that makes it more fun when I watch somebody who's seriously struggling to get through a solo strike because that carries weight, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you um, voluntarily solo the strikes, but if you're, if you want to play with people there are outlets for you to actually find people. There's obviously the Vanguard Strike playlists yep. that you can m- get match made into um, playing those certain strikes. If But if you just want to do it by yourself, then it's going to be difficult no matter what because they are designed for cooperative play. Yeah, I think DestinyLFG.com, DestinyPublicEvents.com all have places where you can group up with players if you want to do the heroic, if you want to do the nightfall strike. So there really is no reason that you should ever feel forced into doing those alone. You know, granted, you may have to play with strangers, but sometimes that's okay. You might meet new friends. I don't know. Yeah, and with the newly implemented chat system, you can actually talk to them now. (laughs) That is amazing. Now, Diddy, what is our bounty this week? Ah, yes, our bounty. It's actually going to be those of you who have pre-ordered the expansion pass and own the tumbler sparrow that's the trick bike with the uh the blue sparrow and the orange flames across it where you can actually do stunts off of it and we want a picture of you doing flips and tricks on your tumbler sparrow it doesn't matter where it is in the world or in the universe i should say or galaxy of destiny do it yep looking forward to it so where can people find your content diddy twitch.tv slash diddy underscore and twitter.com or youtube.com slash whooshness awesome itunes listeners you guys always are getting that show first want to say a huge thank you to our listener base for sticking with us through what i would consider to be sort of a dry time about the last month and a half they really have been feeding us more uh, information than i thought they would for the dark below dlc Uh, but to just carry the numbers that we are we have excellent listenership through itunes and that's just Uh, It's very appreciated here on this end, and we're hoping to make some improvements to the show within the next month or two uh, to make the experience a little bit better for you all. We like the format as is, short, sweet, news, all that jazz, and we always appreciate constructive criticism. If you want to send that, tweet us, at Destiny the Show. Also, follow us to know when the new show comes out. You can go to destinytheshow.com for regular posts and updates. Basically, all the links from today's show will be on there. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon. There is the option to join the Destiny the Show clan, even though we're not using it very much right now. The goal is that down the road, the, the game will actually show the clan within the interface, and that would be superb. 
And last but not least, you can follow us, twitch.tv, Destiny the Show. And we're going to be hopefully streaming there again when we make those improvements to the show in the next month or two. Other than that, I hope you all have a great day. Looking forward to your tweets, and we'll see you next week. 